cheers to episode 147. 147. Got some whiskey with um, Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. The DP guy, not a DC guy. And this is some leftovers. Um, I like either. I drink way I too have much water with so liquid water IV. Too. Liquid IV with and then water for Cody. Cody, what was your glass? I know it was Lions, but was that number 17? Yeah. DPJ, baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's what his number is. <laughs> I think it is 17. But I think, no, I got, got a pass on Sunday. I got it's sick in my stomach. <laughs> no. It was a big no, thing I down water too. I think well. he got it for a first time. I got it. I was like, no way. <laughs> it's taking it. Here. Um. All right. Tonight is Wednesday, December twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. Only a few more. Oh, last twenty twenty three episode. That's important. The last one. Six thirty eight p.m. Eastern time. Don't have to do Central time because Alex isn't on the show tonight. But I did look this up. It's seven thirty eight p.m. in Saint Lucia where he's at. Now he's ahead of us, somewhere in the middle of the ocean. Bougie. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're Spirit listening, he knows what we're talking about right now. He already heard yes, it. Yes, he does. He podcast is already over <laughs> yes. for him. Yeah, he's already he's halfway through actually. There's also I was thinking when I was putting the show doc together, it could be a fun time for us to make fun of Alex because there's no chance he goes back and listens to this. There's just no way. So <laughs> he has you can a just say home. He he might. He might. I still put it at zero percent chance. Um so if you're listening. You may not exactly recognize the voice. If you're watching, you should recognize him. Cody with a K, um, multi-time guest, has joined us for this evening. Thank you, Cody, for joining us. Yes, sir. What, last I, I appearance... think this is like third or fourth time. This is my third time, I think. Maybe. I know I your this last is, one. This is my fourth time because I have like three Chiefs and a half. The since, or Minnesota, Chiefs, Game of yeah. Thrones, now. Yeah. I call it a full four. You manned the board in Minnesota off the yeah, side. I was, I was the guy on the computer in the background. <laughs> Last time you gave us a great uh, shareable clip about the Lions with your RAR. So no pressure yes. to deliver this <laughs> yeah. time. No pressure. No. Cam sends it to me once in a while still. That's <laughs> oh, so good. Um, we are going to get into... Weekly recaps, what we do over our Christmas breaks and then this weird time leading into the new year. Um, we'll get into the Lions winning the North. Huge game. Um, and then a little bit of a preview for, I'd like to do for the Dallas game since that is such a big game on the schedule and it's at a primetime Saturday night spot. We can also talk about NFL Week 16 reactions too, um, what's happening in the NFL. And then we will dive into a little Rose Bowl preview since that is in five days. Maybe some other college football talk. We could probably give our playoff predictions too since we won't have a show before those games play. And then we'll wrap things up with New Year's resolutions. One sports-themed resolution that you have and one personal resolution that you have. And then potentially we had one... um, Twitter question that I've seen about the Pistons. We can talk about them for a little bit, but they are not the focus of the show. The football is the focus of the show and Christmas. 
and New Year's. So with all that being said, normally Alex leads us off. Cody, you are Alex tonight. So you are going to lead us off with any notable things that's happened in your life over the past week. Oh, well, I had a great Christmas. Um, been off of work now for almost a week, and I don't go back until the second. Hell yeah. And then, I leave, and then I leave the fourth to go to Houston for another week. So, <laughs> hell yeah. I had a lot of PTO. Two days and then straight on to vacation. Yeah. Love so that. I've, Love yeah, that. I've been uh, kind of on a elongated vacation. I've never really had a vacation where I don't have anything planned to do anything like this. So it's been nice. Got to go see family. Um, I got to go see my new girlfriend's family. Um, hung out there quite a bit. So, yeah. It's kind of my life in a nutshell right now. Going golfing tomorrow morning. Simulator. That's about it. Oh, I know uh, you're renowned as being great with uh, parents. You know, they're, you're always like, oh, of you know, friends like, oh, I love talking to Cody. Did that go the same with the new girlfriend's parents? Was it seamless or was... Yeah, pretty seamless. Um, a very traditional family. Play board games and games all day long, pretty much. Drink wine, drink beer. It's a good family. And yeah, her dad and her brother-in-law love golf. I'm re- kind of oh. excited to show mm-hmm. them. Like, I, oh. I, I'm like, yeah, I like golf. How invested you are? No, you don't like <laughs> golf. You live golf. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited for them to come to the, like, the simulator with me. Just be like... Yeah, if you ever want me on a scramble team, you're immediately a favorite. <laughs> I can't wait till they see your first drive. Do they know it's how good great. you are? Or did you just say, no. yeah, I, I like golfing? I just tell them I golf a lot. That's about it. That's it. I'm, That's I'm all waiting. they know. They're going to be shell-shocked. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting. Waiting for them to know that I'm I kind of, I kind of do respect that. Just don't, tell them how, don't brag about yourself. Just let them brag for you to pump yeah. your own tires. I like it. Yeah. That's me. Nice. Evan, what do you got for us? Well, since Cody hasn't been working, I guess I will fill in the gap. And I have been working. Um, I had Saturday and Sunday, Monday off. Those were the only days I had off. Because work slash school, however you want to comment. Didn't, our mm-hmm. last day wasn't until Friday. 22nd wow. was our last day. Pushing Super up to the, to the wire. Yes. Like, it didn't even feel like Christmas was on whatever day, uh, one day. The Christmas Eve, like, snuck up on me. Um, however, had, went to have, like, a family party Friday night, went to the bar Saturday night, um, then two really good Christmases on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Mugs? Um, went to, yes, we went to Mugs. Ah, I was... Friday afternoon. I did a little day drinking Friday afternoon. Wow. More than I was expecting. Wow. End of the semester? What do you do? Go day drink at the new tavern all afternoon. Oh. Oh, you went to the Tecumseh Tavern? <laughs> yes. How was that? I was there, I been there yet. way longer than I was expecting. Super nice inside. Mm. Um, everybody's going to say the same thing. It's kind of small, but hey. Oh. Nice, good atmosphere. Uh, I think it would be really fun to get, like, if you reserve, I don't know if they even do that, just a bunch of guys to watch a football game there, because they have a really nice, like, backdrop behind their bar. Mm. Like, it is a football, it would be, I think it would be perfect to watch March Madness there. 
So hmm. we have a ticker going on of like a live track for like gambling, live skaters oh, later. I love yeah. that. I love the live ticker. They have that at Clavon's Pizzeria in Jackson. So very nice. Nothing but high praise there. It's a teaser um, for my uh, New Year's resolution, Evan. Uh-huh. Oh, stay tuned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> so did that was Friday, Saturday, went to the bar. And I say like gifts. Oh, um, I ate so much. I don't know about you guys. I mm. ate so much and I felt so disgusting each day. Mm. Mm-hmm. When you have good food in front of you, it's hard to stop. And that's how I felt both days on Sunday, Monday. Sweet. I ate so much, I think it was Monday, that like I woke up, had to go to work Tuesday. I was still full from the day before. Didn't even eat breakfast. And I'm a breakfast guy. Just pushed it off. Grabbed my cup of coffee and went. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Clean yourself out food. in the morning and prepare for what was that. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable good food. So that was a highlight. And then work and basketball practice. Full swing of things. Getting ready for Christmas break. Very nice. Um, for me, I'm trying to think on the golf theme. Let me set the stage first. So this year, um, we did what I was telling people was like a home and home where for first Marissa's parents came down from the UP, credit to them for making that trek. And thankfully great weather this year in the state of Michigan. Well, if you wanted snow, I guess it's not great, but in terms of like driving, well, there was fog, but <laughs> no snowstorms. <laughs> so they were able to come down um, pretty easy on Friday. I worked. I didn't really take off any PTO. I could have, but I was playing some like PTO cap gymnastics for the next year. Had the trip coming up. So I was like, I'll just work. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be working the 26 ever again. That That is not a fun experience. It's not like a... Reach. It was like a, it was like a different Reach. type of hangover. Um, this book guy I work with came in. He's like, I'm not, I didn't drink much yesterday, but I feel hungover. Like in a sense that you just feel exhausted and didn't even do anything. You just laid around all day and still. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Holiday hangover of just like, I've even just gone three days without thinking about work. And now I'm just like supposed to be back into it. And the office is dead. There's like 30% (laughs) of the people there. It's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's for me. Um, so they came down, my parents came up on the 23rd. Um, before they came up, um, some of her cousins booked a bay at Top Golf to stay on the golf theme. So went there um, before noon on. Oh, that's the only time we can really get a bay. You should go early. Do you remember day. seeing this Snapchat? No. So went there. My first game, I came in last in my group of five uh, behind Grandma. So that was not good. But my second game, I won by like 100 oh. points. So I just called it a warm up game classic like we don't really keep track of scores until game two everyone knows that um, Same i didn't count back down to when you finished strong yeah exactly and also the scoring at top golf i can't figure it out i mean i have a gist <laughs> of it but it's really it's, it's all over the place <laughs> they have an angry birds game though which is really fun there's a couple younger kids there and just play the angry birds game even myself my childish brain i love that <laughs> um and then what else? 23rd went downtown Rochester. Um, Christmas Eve went to one of the cousins' house I mentioned. They did a great job hosting um, a really smart move that I think people overlook. They catered food from a awesome Mexican restaurant that's like in downtown Detroit in Mexican town. So like authentic Mexican food. And I'm just, I know it's maybe a little bit pricier than making a bunch of food and they still did make some dips um, and made these great spicy margaritas. But 
great food and you don't have to stress as much about making everything. So just a smart move on their part to do that. And Chris, um, I know it's Christmas time. You don't think of Mexican food, but it was fantastic on Christmas Eve. So I think that could be a future, maybe not uh, every year tradition, but Mexican food on Christmas Eve was fantastic. And seafood nachos. So it's kind of the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's like dipping into both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so then you pair that with just putting yourself in the mental state that Lions fans are in were that day, um, started out with some high noons, but then as like things were going well in the game, switched over to spicy margs Had about three spicy margs and then the victory cigars. What a day that was. <laughs> I had to throttle down on the margs, mix in a couple waters through the end of the night to keep playing board games and card games with everyone. Um, but I timed it perfectly. I hit my peak at the end of the Lions game and then throttled it down and it was good for the rest of the night. And then Christmas Day is where the other part of the home and home comes in. We all drove down to Tecumseh, spent Christmas Day there. Last Christmas in that house, shout Pierce Court, you served us well. Um, Breaking news? Is this breaking news? The move has been in the works, but it's pretty official that, um, like, I think the signing is happening um legends moving on relatively soon and not too far but technically will become ohio residents um into sylvania ohio so really it's just like the opposite side of the border but still same distance to adrian essentially just a little bit farther to Tecumseh. so that that was the last last christmas there um good good to see it one last time you um, here well no I I am going back there this weekend because we're going to go to the airport from there. So I I did have that in the back of my head that I was coming back. Um, it was interesting though because like a lot of stuff has been moved out, so it, it has already lost some of its um the charm. Lost its luster. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you put in the agreement that you whatever you want you could just pick the pool in the whole backyard for whatever day you want to just have a pool day? No. One you one day a year. Contract? Just one, one day of the year. Like, hey, sorry, guys. This is paid mine. They should do that. Yeah, like one, we get to rent it out one yeah. weekend for a party. Good memories of soaking my socks in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer putting my feet in the pool. Didn't realize I had my socks on. I don't remember that. Um, good food. Little crazy good Christmas spread. One of the better Christmas meals um, I've had. It was like a true surf and turf. Credit to uh, Marissa's dad for just being like, yep, we'll just get all of it. It was some steak. <laughs> it was like the SpongeBob with like some, some chicken, some pasta, but it was some steak, crab, lobster, and shrimp. Just absurd. Absurd spread of food. And then good cheesy potatoes, asparagus. Um all the good stuff. And then I don't know about you guys, but I felt, especially this weekend, I watched so much football and not necessarily like full football games, but I saw so many different like uh, moments throughout the week where football was on. Like if I was in any situation, there was always some game going on. Um, I just feel like I have these little like moments throughout the weekend of sporadic football plays. I mean, obviously the Lions game, the full thing. And then I did watch all of the um, Niners Ravens game. But besides those two, I just saw moments of like every single game. It felt like this weekend. Yeah, I watched. The, I watched. I watched. I think the entire UCF and Georgia Tech bowl game. 
Really? It was on just Friday night, and that was the Friday. Friday. I, I I just I watched that. I've only watched. Yeah. I only watched three games this week weekend. It was Lions, Cowboys game, Niners game. Those are the ones that I really care about. I watched about this all week. the games on Monday. Start with the Raiders, Chiefs, Eagles, Giants, and then into. Well, I guess that was on Monday. Yeah, Monday. I went to bed. I did go to bed, though. Had to work the next day. I did go to bed at halftime of the Ravens 49ers game. Hmm. I didn't need to see Brock Purdy throw another interception. Yeah, he pulled a full Mullins. I, four oh, picks. hand up. Okay. Now that we're on that topic, I totally forgot. So I'm in a second fantasy football league. Was in the semifinals. Okay. I had Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey going on Monday Night Football, and they had Zay Flowers. Shout out Gino. I was facing him. I lost mm. by 0.7 points. Mm. Yep. I'm actually glad I didn't stay up because I would have just been pissed going to bed. So I'm glad I didn't stay up. I just woke Thanks. up and was like, wow. McCaffrey had a down game. While it was like 4.45 in the a.m. So I couldn't even like get upset about it. It's like, hey, you have to go to work. Mm. I feel like all three of those players had decent games. I know Flowers got targeted like 13 times Flowers in the had, game. Like, I think the best game of his career, like fantasy-wise, <laughs> I think. Good for Gino. <laughs> Brutal. McCaffrey got his typical 25 points with ease. Pour one out for anyone that faced Samari Cooper <laughs> this weekend. Against Alex. Oh, Alex that's had, a, you're right. right. Golf league. Alex had it, and he ended up beating me to go to the finals. Mm. Sad day. Grant, you can brag about yours. We, we said we were talking about it. The update. You won the Shawn Michigan Sports Bowl. The up, yeah, I I pulled through. It was more Alex lost the shot at Michigan Sports Bowl. Um, yeah, didn't you not, start Mullins? His team laid eight. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, like it's Mullins is one of those things where, like, when you're a fancy football manager, you like to like make a move like that and then think you're a genius afterwards. Like, oh, who who would have started Nick Mullins? I would have, but he only got one more point than Kyler Murray, so it didn't help me that much because that was be- who I was between. My reasoning was. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, I muted it. No, you're not muted. You must have missed the button, dude. I muted it. I'm. It is. It is beat red. <laughs> now, now you're no. muted. Now you're muted. Yeah, you did. That was hilarious. I'm glad you didn't mute it. That was awesome. My, it sounded like an elephant. It's like what the fuck? I knew what he was doing because I could see him. It kind of sounded like he was turning a lightsaber on. Yeah. <laughs> I should take the audio out from that and put it into a Star Wars scene. <laughs> write that down. Um, oh, man. But my reasoning was because I have Jefferson and Alex had Jordan Addison. And last oh. week, Addison had like 29 points. And I was like, if he's going to go off, I need to get points. Because um, going in, I, I felt like I was the underdog because he has – guys that can just get 50 like that. But it was one of those weeks where um, a lot of people just didn't perform for him. I think like A-Chain was bad. Addison got hurt. Uh, Devontae Adams fell off the face of the earth. He had one point and Kelsey had less than 10. So he just, and his Baker Mayfield magic ran out. So just an unfortunate um, there for Alex. Good for me. I played about an average game. Um Kind of nervous. I don't. I don't. And if I don't know if Levi's an avid listener, but 
his, I, obviously his team's good. The whole year, I've, I never pictured him going the distance this part far, but you look up and down his team, it's solid. There's no like really weak spots in it, but I've never looked at it. And he's, I think because he doesn't have a guy on there that is is like a top three player at any position. It's just solid down the board. Well, I guess he has Jalen Hurts, but I, I learned after last year, you anything can happen in any week of uh, fantasy football when I lost a botcher. I thought I was going to win, so we'll see how this week goes. But it would be very nice to win one. Have you won like the last three years? I'm trying. I'm trying because I don't know about you guys, but when I when I think about clarifying or labeling dynasties in sports, I've always thought if you win three titles in like either a five or six year span, you can be called a dynasty. But you have to win three. If I win this year, I'll have three in the last five years. So I will be able to call it a dynasty. It'll also big though because Levi will be a two-time winner, which I don't think there's another one besides me. So that would be impressive for him too. He'd he would vault into a new category, and people would be talking about me like he can't win the big game anymore. Bama, Levi's (laughs) Clemson. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot on the line here. Um, And Cody on the other side now, you have a big matchup at the bottom with. with ben. Yeah, last week Evan jinxed me. I didn't jinx Evan. you. Yes, you did. It, on the did. podcast, no, on the podcast, you're like I, Cody's team is actually solid. I don't think he he can't, he's not going to lose. He's not going to be in last oh. place. And I was Wait, like, did you, you face Ricky? Yeah, the Mooth got loose. <laughs> Pickens got loose, not the Mooth. <laughs> oh, well, his name is the Mooth. Oh, you, you got you got you got Pickens. You got George yes. Pickens on whatever day that was Thursday night football. Oh, it's brutal. Saturday, that was Saturday football. I don't know if I'm going to keep the reverse jinxes up this weekend. That may have been a one-time thing, but I pulled out at all the stops. That was a funny, <laughs> funny exchanges going on. I know I've Alex hates Ben it. throwing it at me already too. Yeah. I know with the name change, that's crazy. <laughs> that might be bad luck. I actually think that's almost too far to change your name just for a matchup. So we'll good win, Cody. <laughs> I hope Rasheed Rice goes off, Cody. So we have a true win win like deal. 18 points. He's got to have a big game. Bounce back game from Mahomes. Their offense has just been so terrible that no one can even score on that. That's what I mean. Mahomes has been god awful. <sighs> I have him in my other league. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's dive into our lines of winning the North. Um, then we can talk about bigger picture NFL stuff. I don't know. Where to, I, I want to start with the game itself, moments from the game, things in the game, if you can put yourself back to watching it, the nerves you felt, and then we can talk about like the more celebrations and like the wins. But to me, this game was almost a um, storybook in the sense that it felt like a true SOL game or SOL moment was happening before our eyes, and it was like the entire thing of this team is just different, and they found a way to win the game. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like what went through your head when Jefferson makes that Kaminsky doesn't fall on it. And Jefferson makes that third and 27 catch 30 yards back. <laughs> like, all right, you know, it's third and 24. Yeah. Kaminsky not <laughs> just <laughs> trying to fall on it and end the game. I mean, come on. He, almost, like he could have he had the ball scoop and score. recovering the outside fumble. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to scoop and score. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually wasn't too upset about the Jefferson. I was more upset about the next pass of how that, I don't even know, remember who caught it. 
some number four, some no name. It wasn't Osborne. Oh, Brandon Powell. Yes, I was more upset about that play than I was Jefferson because Jefferson, he caught that, and I was just like, well, it's kind of Justin Jefferson. What do you expect? I was kind of confused, though, because it said fourth and one, and then all of a sudden it went to first down and ten. I didn't see, like, how close it was. There was yeah. no review. Like, there, it was just like, yeah, he got it. Yeah, that was a kind of a botched little broadcast did us dirty where they yes. flashed fourth <laughs> yes, and one. Did. And I saw him then, spike and I was like, game over. The announcers yeah. were freaking out. <laughs> they didn't know what it was. It felt SOL. So I was it, having it. Like, did. It was cr- and also I had flashbacks to last year when Minnesota beat Buffalo on that crazy Jefferson catch oh, that kept the Jefferson drive going. So like, I was like, they're doing this again. And then the lines are SOLing. And then I was already thinking about like, oh, we have to go to Dallas. That's probably a loss. Then it's like going to come down to the <laughs> final week. If and I was, I was running all through my head. But then Jump way ahead, way ahead. And another parallel too is that um, for Cody, you especially, but that Michigan Ohio State game. If you're a Michigan Michigan fan of Lions fan, this was like a carbon copy of the same mm-hmm. drive to end the game where they are moving down the field faster than you'd like. And then in the same area of the field, too, they take a shot to their best player, um, McCord to MH, uh, Marvin Harrison, Mullins to Jefferson, and get, get the pick. Different type of throw, but it was like the same exact carbon copy of how the game ended, which was kind of cool. I've said that all year that the Lions and Michigan are so identical in team, like, <laughs> construction it's, it's insane they play the same style of football except jj's a little bit more mobile than jared yeah way more there was there was one jared play where it was like he just stood there for so long in the pocket and like any other quarterback would have taken off for 20 yards and he just didn't and then i think he like checked it down i don't know exactly what quarter it was but i remember saying out loud to who i was watching with i was like i mean any other quarterback there scrambles for 20 yards i just can't mm-hmm. move yeah i'm trying to think of other Big things, obviously. Jameer Gibbs getting the Brian ball. Branch interception. Oh, yeah, that that was crazy. In the end zone. That and then that, that like, parlayed just got into the like, Gibbs fumble. Yeah, just like a bad taste in my mouth. Like this is actually going to be like a close game. Mm-hmm. Like we go down there, score on a 14, 15 play drive. It's like all right, we came to play. And Minnesota does the same thing. Drives right down the field. Uh, miss sack on that play first by Anzalone. Wide open, good blitz. Mm. Um, with sack, then he scrambles, and you're gifted an interception. It's like a 14-point swing there. And I'm like, oh my god. Not, basically, from the start, you're like, well, this is going to be a close game when it shouldn't be. See, and that's I never had like a, a true doubt just because of how good we were actually playing. We had the some bad swings. That was about it. But like our defense played fine. Our offense played good. Kind of just kept I, churning, and then all of a sudden one thing would happen, and we would be like, oh, all right, on the ball. I just hate how we had so many, like, intercept. we had four interceptions, so three during the middle of the game, portion chunk of the game, and we weren't mm-hmm. up by more than seven points. Like, yeah. Yeah. But we wouldn't sustain a drive. We'd end up giving it right so back. Th- like, three interceptions, you should be up by at least, like, 14. And no, they should never be closer than, like, 10 points. That's what upset and me the most. I don't want to say it's like as simple as um, the whole Jared Goff, Brian Flores narrative they were pushing, but when they showed those graphics and how oh much, I mean, Brian Flores is a genius at defense and just specifically against Jared Goff, the bad history. I don't know if it, you can just chalk it up to that 
because there really was no reason the Vikings secondary should have ever slowed us down, especially with um, they had their starting corner out and they're just not, they're not high level talent in the secondary. Um, I'm sure the whole, the home field crowd played a factor, but I didn't have, we didn't have the volume like super high when I was watching, but you could kind of hear like, it had to be crazy loud in there with the whiteout looked fantastic. So I don't know if you just chalk it up to that, but they should, you're right. I remember thinking that Evan, I remember thinking there's been three interceptions by this quarterback already, and it's still a very tight game and just thinking, why is it, why is it that way? But I honestly um, think, I think Minnesota did a really good job of like our safety valve our go-to safety valve in Laporta. I mean, hmm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Amandra had a, another typical Amandra game, 12 for over 100 and a touchdown. But at one point through like the third quarter, close game or losing or something like that, I'm like, where is Sam Laporta? I think credit to Minnesota, they took him away for 85% of the game. I don't even know what Laporta finished with, but it wasn't. It wasn't a typical Laporta. It wasn't noticeable. Game. Yeah. Mm. And then, I mean, I also, do like Gibbs being able to run the ball more than he had previously. I'm pretty sure he got more handoffs than Montgomery. I think he should be getting like 70% of the carries now. He got... Uh, when, when he can't get through the line and stuff, put Montgomery in there, like he did. I don't up. know what officially he did, yes. But I agree with you, Cody. Like, he ended up getting oh, the same amount of touches. Eight. Yeah, but Ugh. Gibbs had, what, 100 all-purpose? I think it was 80 and 20 or something. I saw the other day, or yesterday. Yeah, I got him up I here. I the stats later. Um, Gibbs 15 for 80, so uh, 5.3 a carry. Montgomery 17 for 55, 3.2 a carry. So you see the averages there. Um, but you know what I mean? Lo- like when they, when they start like, long of 18. crowding that lineup, and you know Gibbs is a smaller running back, you can still get through there, but like having a Montgomery or somebody to bust through that line to kind of like I don't know, just kind of exert some force. Make a guy miss. Their offensive line. Gives his man to the guy miss. Exactly. That that one Barry juke that he had, oh my lord. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he he didn't go down. lateral on a juke. He went forward and changed directions. <laughs> and it sweet. was it was the coolest run I've seen from him, like in a while. If he didn't fumble, that mm-hmm. that run would have been better than his juke mm-hmm. run on fourth down. Yeah. Because he's getting the handoff, and there's a guy in his lap five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Spins ju- out of that. I, I, I jinx that. Makes the guy miss, and then he's running full speed 10 yards, and then the guy just puts his helmet in the most perfect spot. Yeah. Like yeah. anybody it was can a dream ba- of. It was a terrible forum tackle, too. He just got lucky where he hit him. Yes. I, I looked at somebody at my – I hosted the Christmas party, and I looked at somebody. As soon as he went through the line, I'm like, Gibbs is so good. And boom, <laughs> fumble. I'm like, boom. I said something close to that. I was like, oh my gosh, what a run. And then he fumbles. I was like, no, you can't make this up. But inside my head, I was like, oh, he was down. It's the NFL. He was down. Then they showed the replay no. within five seconds, of course. I was like, oh, great. True fumble. True fumble. Yeah. Credit to um, our staff as well for riding him still after that and not getting scared. You could easily see with a rookie running back that fumbles in that game of that magnitude. Like you've seen Bill Belichick put a guy in the doghouse, but they trusted him. They went back to him and he had two touchdowns and was like pivotal in multiple points in that game. So I guess I would hat tip the staff for that is riding your guy and trusting him. Um, If we have to think of something negative, Grant, that last drive by the Lions offensively, like Hmm. That adds up to like Minnesota's last drive. Minnesota takes the ball down and you're like in an oh shit mode. 
if you add that with our last draft of how poorly executed and play calling that last drive was, it's just I'm, adding up to like, there's no way we can lose this game. I'm looking just back. The mismanagement, the timeouts, negative plays, the play calling itself. Um, just we like ran, the, I know we I just, ran it. We were passive. Yes. I did is, not want to go out that way. Yeah. I do remember again. My, my biggest, uh, negative moment in the game i had i had a pee so i used it as a time just to get up because i needed to collect my thoughts was the on the field ruled it as a touchdown jared goff fumble like carbon copy of the packers game where it's like about to leave his hand and they scoop scored it and i was like i've seen this movie before this is the packers game i just stood up and i went and like I had to pee, like I said, and I was just like deep breath, like, all right, whatever. Like, it's going to be one of those games. Come back out. They reversed it. Great feeling. I was like, all right, we're back. They didn't even like show like any of the refs during that moment. They just like came back from a commercial break and like the Lions had the ball. They're like, yep. It wasn't, it wasn't a fumble. It was like carry on, like no big deal or anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's a big turning point in the game. You should talk about this a little bit more. I was full disgust. I was like, oh, I've seen this movie before. Here we go. Jog talking about the game now, jogging my memory. I'm pretty sure we ran like a a hybrid flea flicker where we had a handoff up the middle. And then I think it was Gibbs, might have been Montgomery, chucked the ball to the sideline on like a screen pass to a wide receiver. I'm, I'm, I don't know I if may the, have I, I'm pretty that sure, one. was it this game or was it another game? But they're all blending together, but I'm pretty sure it was our game. I didn't see I that. Believe I you. Still, it sounds like something Ben like, Johnson I saw like would a do. screen pass to like uh, JMO out there. I thought that I'm pretty sure a running back took the handoff right up to the middle and just jumped past, threw it out to the side, like to the top of the TV. <laughs> hmm. I gotta look it up now. Um, while you do that, he didn't. He doesn't pop off the box score like if you were to box score watch. But JMO continues to impress me. Down the stretch, he made nice catches in traffic, and Mm -hmm. he just has that ability. He did it again where he juked three defenders and picks up a first down, which is a small thing, but you pick up first downs, especially as a knack to do it in the red zone when it's tight. Again, like he jukes a guy, immediately spins out of a guy, gets a first down, huge, because then Ben Johnson can get more creative with his plays. He just continues to impress me. Wasn't that like the first drive of the year or the, the game? Like to get into the red zone? It was it was definitely early. Definitely, yeah. early. I remember it, it happening. Um, but it yeah, was awesome. I, I'm really happy. Like the, this whole year, people have been going after JMO like to his throat, and I kind of took a step away from like even thinking about JMO. Where I was like, I'm just gonna let him like show up one day and be like, oh my god, that guy plays for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy I did that instead of like waste my time dissecting brad's picks and stuff i was just talking to marty last night about it and yeah i'm super excited for what he's gonna be now yeah it feels like it feels like the fan base has really done a 180 on him and it's it's probably too it's probably good to remind ourselves to not get our hopes too high, like keep treating him as just a good football player. Cause if you keep comparing him to the 12th overall pick trading up, he's mm-hmm. not that production level yet, but just be happy with the strides we've made when we thought he might be a complete bust and like never play for us. Yeah. And then you look at the other side and you have Laporta and Gibbs, two of the top four and offensive rookie of the year contention right now. Like 
you can't hit on all three of them. Like, I'm just happy we have the other two. And JMO's going to be fine going forward, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. To, to like, um, just be up there with them. On the defensive side of the ball, we've done a lot about offense. It, when you look at the box score and watch the game, it really is the secondary that stood out. You look at this, the raw numbers here. Kirby Joseph led the team in tackles, and he had two interceptions. And you got Branch, who had a sack and a pick. And you have Melifon, who had two sacks and a pick. If you had asked me before the game, like, who on our defense would have made plays, I would have said probably the linebackers, like Anzalone would have made a good play, and maybe Hutch gets a sack, and Pascal has a breakout game, but it was the secondary, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, peak of the moment was was Kirby doing a celebration mid-play. It was mid-play. absurd. He forgot that he had to continue on. I didn't know if he, like, or what that was. I was cracking up. Absurd. And I want to say this, too, because there's, there's been a big talk online. You know how fan bases are when someone gets injured. Um, all, like, well wishes to to Hawkinson, and I hope he recovers, like, fully and is a dog next year. But there is something to be said where, like, you want a safety like Kirby that is known for picks to not be afraid to make that tackle, too. Like, that, it almost sets a tone for your team that if you're going to catch a ball over the middle, that we're going to hit you hard. So it was good to see some... Um, lack of a better term, grit and um, physicality mm-hmm. from the secondary. Obviously, you don't want it to end in an injury like that, and people are going to debate that and say, was it dirty or not? But at the but bare minimum, as long as you're in the confines of the rules, you want to see your secondary make plays like that as well because the secondary has had a lot of problems, a lot of problems this year. And they still gave up 400 yards. Mm-hmm. But it was good to see at least them make plays in the game. Well, and you look like what Tom Brady said like <laughs> all year. These are the quarterback's fault as much as the defensive like players. Quarterbacks are putting these players in terrible positions, get smoked over the middle. Mm-hmm. And Tom is like talking about how that's just, they just don't know the fundamentals of the game anymore. You can't make that throw. Yeah. The other guy I wanted to spotlight was uh, Melifanwu sealed the game. Someone said that I saw compare like he's kind of this year's James Houston, which I think is a pretty um, nails comparison where a guy you just didn't really think much of. The difference in this case, though, is that Melifon has been on the team for a few years and credit to him. Like if you if you thought in the offseason, there's a real chance like if you had asked us or asked anyone, they'd be like, oh, he might get cut because of the amount of safety talent they brought in. They bring in CJGJ, Brian Branch. Tracy Walker's back. Um, you got Kirby Joseph back there. You don't really – and then they bring in Sutton. They bring in Mosley. You don't even think about Ify Melanfamu on this team whatsoever. And credit to him for just grinding and gets his moment. And he looks like, he looks awesome. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know if he's here to stay or if he's a shooting star. But I will never forget the last two games that he's had for sure in clinching the division like that as an all-time moment. Someone said like, yeah, you, you just never have to buy a drink in the city again for just making a pick like that to seal the division. It's awesome. Yeah, he's been playing great. Who? Uh, what do you think happens when uh, CJ GJ comes back? Do you put? Do you do you move Branch down to like a corner or slot safety or slot corner? Make him like a, a I don't know, like a nickelback because you're not going to take Kirby out. Yeah, and you so, can I don't think you can take Melifonwu out the way he's been playing. So maybe, uh, maybe Branch. You, does more coverage, and then um, have like a roving branch or 
roaming branch. Yeah. And, and maybe if you have to get CJ GJ in, which I think if he's healthy, he should, because he mm-hmm. adds a certain, maybe that's, he takes a Vildor snaps. Who's been playing a good chunk. I um, saw that name. I had no idea who that was. Yeah. He's a somewhat also, recent guy. I'm not Dorsey? sure where he came from. I didn't know Dorsey Dor- was like getting, he was getting snaps. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I've seen him the last yeah. two weeks now. It's wild. That's why it's like there's still a unit making plays. They gave up 400 yards, but they get four picks on the other side. So it's, I don't know. It's almost like they're. I found it. I found it. There was a first play handoff flea flicker, basically. <laughs> right after uh, Kirby's interception, Montgomery threw what? a lateral pass. Technically, it wasn't a forward pass, so it didn't register. It was backwards. But 237 <laughs> left in the second. We're up 10 to 7. First play, I think, after the Joseph uh, interception. It is a. Just a basic handoff. Actually, there's like extra offensive linemen, tight ends, fully on the left side. Handoff. Montgomery throws it out to Raymond. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah. After this, I'm going to have to watch it. I had to rewatch the game the other day because I didn't really get to watch it live. You got eight to nine yards on What Raymond did. I need to watch the extended cut highlights for sure. And also, I want to hear like the calls. I listened to Dan Miller's call, which was awesome. Oh, I need Dan to hear, Miller's like, so good at his game. job. It's awesome. It's so good. And he deserves this championship as much as pretty much anyone. Oh, God. For just grinding through radio calls for as long as this he has of quarter. a bad team. He helped restore the roar. Yeah, you can argue that his, uh, <laughs> his weekly clips draw as much buzz as anything. I think yes. that's a good transition to the big picture like celebration um aspect of this in the long time coming i want to start with evan you you kick us off your favorite because we talk about this on the show when a team wins a game you just you get glued to every single media thing that comes out you want to you want to see your team's clips you want to see what national shows say about you you want to see everything what was your favorite thing you saw coming out of the win maybe narrow it down to one or two if you can't just pick one Thank you for saying, shoot. I think it's just like the praise. I think finally from like Fox and CBS or Good Morning Football, which I watch quite a bit hmm. of. Because who's your favorite on the cast? I like Schrager just because he has like a man crush on like every good like head coach, and he'll <laughs> always he's that type of guy. Um. But for them to, you know, you don't have like the naysayers. Like when Dan Campbell was hired, he had a bunch of people making fun of it, and a bunch of those like edited videos are coming out. So the people that are actually like now, like lines are actually building something from day one, actually great to see. And then a bunch of like people just laughing and the old takes faces about how Dan Campbell was a clown, you know, it's not going to work. And then two years later, it completely 180 changed. I mean, but my favorite thing, I, I I was just on my phone just trying to get, like like you said, all the Twitter and everything, and a monitor just goes live. Like, well, we're mm. 15 minutes after the game. I'll go watch it. And then he is just in the locker room. I have no idea what's going on. It's just hilarious to watch all grown men dancing like they're kids. <laughs> I was I instantly, when you, I saw a text, um, I was like scrambling to try to go see if someone was live. And then I knew people would cut clips and I'd go back and watch. But I was like, oh, nothing better than just hopping in like a live. I did that like last year when the Vikings players would go live for work to try to cut something fast. And it's just like, you never know. 
Well, that was during the Kirko Chain stuff. So, like, I just had that, like, Instagram Live. That's, like, a new trend could come from is, like, when people are unfiltered. So great. Cody, what stands yeah. out to you? My favorite was the Pat McAfee show did, uh, like, a, a segment uh, talking about the brand new lines. They went, Pat went through uh, Dan Campbell's <laughs> initial welcome speech or welcome podium stance and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he threw up the Colin Coward thing that Jared Goff was going from Sean McVay to Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. And it, that was one of the coolest posts like that I've seen Pat McAfee do in a while. And just because it was home Detroit lines for me, but I didn't, I've tried to stay off social media lately just cause I don't want to get ready. I've been getting ready in my own way for the Michigan game. Now I'm on to Michigan, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I did see that. And that was, that was really cool. I'm actually talking about the brand new Lions, and it, it happened. Electric. Yeah, I, I saw that one. That was a good one, too. It's always good when someone's got, like, a well-produced, they have the receipts ready, they have the video clips mm-hmm. ready, and then can talk about them. Um, and it helps they have that one guy, uh, Foxy, on the show, who's a Lions fan, so you can just mm-hmm. see his happiness, like, in the back, too. Um, my three that stood out to me that I just either were funny or – emotions the most was the Pelissero interview with Jared Goff on the field after the game and he almost starts crying um, and he does it in like a really goofy Jared Goff way where his voice cracked and he kind of like laughed and like co- like and then he talked about like someone was walking by him and he was like that guy was on the 3 and 13 team I just think about all those guys that grinded through that like that was awesome seeing your quarterback about to cry like on the field thinking about it and the the shit that he had to go through where Basically, I mean, it worked out for the Rams. I don't blame them for doing it, but like his coach publicly was like, I don't want this guy. I'm going to go to Cabo to do a deal with Stafford and ship you out. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Jared Goff's dead. Like he's going to a wasteland. Um, awesome moment for him. And then the four minute or so long video that the Lions put out of like kind of an unreleased speech of Dan Campbell. Like maybe we saw bits of that on Hard Knocks, but I think they just let the whole thing go of him like visualizing and going through like what it's going to be like to be champions was goosebumps. It was so good. So well produced. That was like um, the first thing he said on day one, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it was early. But yeah. Cause I remember seeing parts of that speech, but we got like the full thing and credit to them for just sitting on that. And mm-hmm. going, one day, if we do it, we'll use this. And then the silly one is, the Tiger Woods big dog meme that's been going around everywhere <laughs> when the Lions put the Amonra jersey on and said Lions fans like showing up to Christmases today, like big dog. Like that was relatable because <laughs> I just seen family and friends because backstory is a lot of Marissa's family is Packers fans and season ticket holders. So now it's like the Lions fans Christmas to have fun. So we we're like big dog. Like we weren't actually saying it, but it felt like big dog. How about the Lions? Like going to see your uncles that have like been fans for their whole life. It was just a great like holidays and very relatable that everyone's like the first thing you like small talk with someone is Lions. How about the Lions? I'm on the line. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, Crazy though, I was thinking this, like, I don't know if this is a lesson that we take going forward, but when they were talking back, you know, three and 13 first year, we knew it wouldn't be good, but they were 0 10 and one, get the win against the Vikings. And then the next year is one and six. And I remember doing the show, Evan, after that, it was after the Patriots after the game. Patriots game. The Patriots game. Patriots game. Ben Johnson, like they didn't score. I mean, we thought Ben was good, uh, like, cause we had seen flashes, but had a terrible game. 
And we were just sitting here and we're like, yeah. he doesn't win more than three games. Like we might want Dan gone. I said, I said, if he doesn't win four games, he should be gone. Um, which I thought was fair at the time. And I, I still stand by it. Like if things had gone, continued to gone poor, something's wrong, but it's just crazy. It's like, it's barely past a year yeah, from that nobody moment. Nobody go back one and six. re-listen to our takes after that game. Cause <laughs> I was beyond pissed after that game. Like good thing. It only took a half to get it over with. Cause by the time I got home, I was kind of over with, cause I was, we were up in East Lansing. Um, but that game was just like almost rock bottom to be a Lions fan. Because you just start questioning everything that you're, you start questioning everything you're doing. Rock bottom of the DC tenure for sure. Yeah, then now an hour, a year and a half, I should say, a year and a half later, and it's, it is like unbelievable. Because we're not used to it. We don't get. Alex would give us permission for this one. Unbelievable that we were one and six, and then barely a year later, wrapped up the division by week sixteen. You're eleven and four, and you're fighting for. The two, I would say the two seed in the NFC. One seed, you have to get a lot of help, but the two seed is definitely up for grabs in the NFC. We're playing for a two seed on Saturday night, week 17. Yeah. Crazy. We said this like how many weeks ago? The two seed is where you're hosting everything until obviously the NFC championship game. Grant, I think it was you that sent the text to us. We were like, don't look now, but we could be playing for the two seed against Dallas week 17. Somebody says that. And I didn't like think about it until then, and I just that's stuck in my head for the last four or five weeks, and it's just now it's here. Well, I was always the one seed carrying the flag early, and then I, <laughs> I've were. cooled on it. I've cooled on it because that, I, I think my heart, hard. my heart got hurt. I'm happy that my friends are back on the one seed train, but I've lost some steam because. And I don't want to be negative, Grant, because I this last week was a dream. But I just go at Dallas is such a tall task. I'm not anticipating a win in that game, and I, the whole season I pictured that just being a loss. Because even if Dallas is a little fraudulent, but at Dallas, I know Evan, you're going to convince me. I hope I'm you can. St- but I'm standing on my grave that I built for myself all year about that game. <laughs> we, if we win that game, I'm I don't have I don't know. I think I think we can win any of the games, any of them. Uh, Dallas at, at Dallas is harder than the 49ers at 49ers. No. Yes. Well, no. I think I think it oh. is. Oh no. I think it well, is. Brock, Brock might be banged up. If Brock is I mean. banged up, then maybe. He's a stinger. Here's what I'll say about what I've been thinking about the the way the playoff could work out. Um, at home in Ford Field, I would go into the game believing fully that they can win, even if it was the 49ers coming to Ford Field. But at the same time, if you told me we had to go to Dallas, go to Philly, or go to the Niners in the playoffs, I would assume we'd lose. But I wouldn't be shocked if we won. I, I'd be shocked if we beat the Niners at Candlestick, or whatever they call it now. I would be... Oh, Levi's. Levi's Stadium? Levi's Stadium. Come on, the big Levi's bell bottom? Stadium. I'd be surprised if they... I'd be, I'd be surprised if they went into Philly. I know Philly has looked weird, but Philly. I don't know if I'm putting too much into home field advantage in Jared Goff's history in domes versus not domes. But you put us in like a cold night in Philly, and they're like throwing shit at us. I don't love our chances. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this team's different. Maybe they just are built differently. I don't know. When I, I Darrow had week one, they did, and they, I, I see why you got the full belief because you were that was a rowdy environment, and they pulled it I out. Had no, so. I had zero. Th- Zero belief that we would win that game that night. 
And now I, I, look at it like, actually I look at it like Michigan and Ohio State. <laughs> I will always have confidence that we can, but I there's a part of me that thinks we can lose any game, but I know we can win any game. And it's yeah. mostly small hands on Jared Goff, but whatever. <laughs> if they beat Dallas, I will suck myself into, like I said, being able to beat any Whoa. team at home. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> easy there. Uh, convinced myself into any win at home with a surprise if they were to win ever at 49ers. That's about where I'm at. But at home, that's why the one seed and then even the two seed is so important. You, If you can get mm-hmm. Dallas or Philly to come to you if you win your first game against Seattle, Rams, whatever. Crazy that we're even getting to that point. But um, let me reel it in with one, with one more in the moment thing. We already talked about him in the, the one moment of him tearing up. But just crazy to think too, looking back to when we started this podcast, when the Stafford golf trade was the very first thing that happened. What a blessing from from uh, starting a podcast, Gods, that we had that big of a trade to discuss. That from that moment, it actually turned out that Jared Goff is like the name of the quarterback who finally did it. That is something that I think I'm taking for granted right now. But I think in like 10 years when we like our 15, 20 years when we're reminiscing about our fandoms is like, remember when Jared Goff was actually the guy that was the quarterback? I know there's a lot of pieces around him. Penny Sewell, the coaching staff, Brad Holmes, but like Jared Goff, the end of the day, took all the snaps under center and was the one who pulled out a division for us. So credit as soon as he got traded here, it was like, all right, how do we get rid of Jared Goff after two years? Bridge. The word was bridge. Bridge QB. Bad contract, awful contract, bridge QB. Contract's gotten better based on other contracts and probably here to stay. I still think he has to. I still think he has to win at least a a playoff game to get more than a two-year contract. Yeah, he doesn't want to play. I I think think he. I think he's getting four or five-year deal. I think if he loses his first-round playoff game, he'll get a two-year deal, or maybe a franchise tag. What if? What if I come back? See see how bad the Henry Hooker pick is now. See how bad that Henry Hooker pick is now. Yes and no. I I guess I, I just don't know what we have in him. Yeah, I don't. I can't. You can't say that. I mean, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. You don't know what Hooker is. My point. I get that, but my pick. My point is like right now. I'd rather have a defense, a fourth round pick that's contributing in some way or some form than a backup quarterback that's not going to play because Golf just won us the first division in thirty years. Like I want Mm -hmm. a player that's contributing right now than a quarterback that's well. We don't know about him. What if? Yeah, like I, I, I would take depth at almost any position on the defensive side. I would take a depth at an offensive lineman position. Yeah, but if we, if we would have, if we would have missed the playoffs, if we would have won nine games and missed the playoffs this year, Hooker would be coming in at least a couple games next year just to see what's what's going on. I get that. I, I get that. But but since we've over, we've overachieved. This year, the, I mean, I guess not yet. If we win one more we game, were, we were favorites. 11, it was eleven and a half, right? Or we were favorites in some areas to win our division, but I don't think this many wins. Which is I think weird, a lot though, of people I think, saw. Our, I think the under over or over under was uh, eleven wins. Begin, beginning of the season. I do have a note that I need to go back to our season prediction win loss. I, I forget how bullish or not we were. 
but it was, uh, the schedule wasn't our favor just due to we played the West, yeah. AFC West, and we were last. Were we last? No, we were not last last year. Bears were. I don't know. So we faced we still the had... second to last teams in all the Adler NFC divisions. So next yeah. year, yeah. Uh, we're facing the first. Yeah, so now we get to face. We get to face Philly. We get to face uh, Niners. the 49ers. Oh, our regular season's going to be so sick. It's going to be it's disgusting. Gonna be awesome. But a grind. It's going to be awesome. Yes. They, are, they are Michigan. Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> South, I don't care who we play out of there, but. Is that we're just going to have to face better teams. And I think we have to play the... We don't have to play the Chiefs, and we don't have to play the Ravens next year. We will have the... Well, let's we have to play the AFC thing. North. AFC, that was our crossover. AFC North. We might have to play the entire AFC North. How loaded mm. they are. Mm. They are. Hey, shout out to the Browns, too. I saw a stat in the last 70 years. This is the first time the Lions and Browns have both won more than 10 games in a season. Yeah. Their stories are crazy because they're doing it with Joe Flacco, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, but it's like there's those He's people that playing. diehards like you can't win a Super Bowl without a like like a game changer superstar quarterback. But then there's also the other side. It's like, well, if I have a solid team, I can get to the playoffs, and you never know what can happen with just about any quarterback. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Correct. Baker almost went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Rex Grossman went to a Super yeah, Bowl. Baker's one win away from completely Rex. changing his career. Yeah, Rex Grossman. Yeah, now is, oh my God. Now his only claim to fame is helping uh, Alex beat Young Hoku in the uh, quarterfinals. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you saw Blake Bortles should have won the AFC Championship game with Jacksonville. Yes, like should have. I'll never get over that. He is an elite quarterback. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, my only Week 16 observation, Evan. Is uh, just for the betting markets. I know I don't love this award, but people obsess over it every week. But any thoughts on Lamar probably going to win the MVP <laughs> now? <laughs> Tough oh. hill to be on. Christian McCaffrey I, should win. He's the best McCaffrey. player. Chris McCaffrey you. is I'll the best player. Now. He's not going to win it. He might get a couple of votes, but <laughs> Lamar's going to get it, which is so disgusting because I just rag on him all the time. He's going to be a two-time MVP. Hall of Famer. Uh, I just grant if he wins the MVP, I hope he loses in the first round of the playoffs. That would be big for you. You need that. That would be so. huge for me. But he's going to have a bye because they're going to be the one seed, so it's going to be more disgusting. <laughs> um, crazy, too, to think back to the offseason when multiple teams were coming out saying we want nothing to do with them, really. Like, how stupid do the Falcons look? <laughs> like, just like, no. Yeah, he, Lamar had that whole drama problem with, like, is he mm-hmm. going to show up or whatnot, didn't he? he? He, represented by his mom, didn't have an agent. People couldn't figure out, like, what he wanted. You're going to walk away from the Ravens. Multiple teams were saying, no, we're good. Like, like the Falcons put out like a public statement saying, we're, we're, we're good on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Just insane <sighs> thing to think back. <laughs> Lamar Jackson and B. John Robinson would be pretty sweet together. Oh, that would no, be disgusting. In the throwback the helmets to the red helmets. Woo-wee! It yeah, is. If I was a Falcons fan, I'd be so pissed. I'd be, I would be pissed. You'd have to wear number seven, though, if you went there. Deal. You can have it. Be dirty. He wears seven point one. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to get off our chest about the Lions? Um, School were the only game on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to that display. Now we get to think we get to listen to a Dallas Cowboys Homer Fest all freaking day, though. 
Jimmy Johnson's ceremony with Aikman it's on gonna the call. It's going to be broadcasted live. Don't even watch halftime. It's going to be broadcasted live on ABC. The I ceremony? Hope yeah. Dude, I hope that would be so cool if we ruined Jimmy Johnson tonight. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I, I, That's like, just Dan's going to have him. Dan's going to have him like uh, when coaches would give you the homecoming speech. Like, they scheduled you for homecoming. I think that is, <laughs> they think you suck. They, they scheduled you for Jimmy Johnson night. <laughs> I hope he does that. Also, I think the Cowboys are wearing navy blue, which is rare. So I think we're going to have to wear white. Well, they'll probably want to throw back because of Jimmy Johnson. Mm. I wish we could keep rocking the all blues. Oh, yeah. The blueberries are sweet. So good. And we win games. We win big games in them. The blueberries. (laughs) They look darker blue than the Honolulu blue. Yeah. They are. I'm convinced. I don't think they're the normal Honolulu. Well, colors just change over like years at jersey changes that like people don't even notice it. They're like, oh yeah, these are our jerseys now. Mm. Like next year when we get new uniforms, like the blues can be like totally different. CD Lamb's gonna go for like one twenty five and two touchdowns against us, but we might still win the game. (laughs) Might still win the game. Good thing Dallas doesn't have a run game, so just please don't make what's his face, Micah Parsons, and our season yeah i'm actually looking forward to micah parsons thing because the only sad thing is micah parsons is going to line up on our left side defense's right side so much because Mm -hmm. it's going to be taylor decker because i don't Mm -hmm. damn well sewell will have him locked up if he lines up on that side the entire time decker not at practice today don't know if it was for rest or has to be uh, for rest or because uh, he was limited yesterday, I think. I try not to get too into the weeds with Decker reports. Decker had cause diarrhea because he know. had faced Parsons all week, so he's just going <laughs> to sit out this week. I think that's gone over the offseason. That made me think of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh, I sent it out, I, but I don't know if people got to it. The Jair Alexander story was one of the funniest things I've heard. I was watching Pat McAfee live. I saw some glimpse of it yesterday, something about it. <laughs> One of the one of the networks like talked about how he went out there and it was just joking or whatever. And then Pat McAfee like broke the news, like breaking news on his show while I was watching it. And like they were so dumbfounded. And then JJ Watt comes on. He's like, Hey, I barely like heard the last segment. Like, can you guys like give me a rundown? And Pat's trying to describe (laughs) it to JJ Watt. Hilarious. How stupid. Hilarious. I can't believe they suspended him for for it. They're fighting for a playoff spot. I I guess nobody knew he'd probably be suspended for, for for that. Yeah. He said that he, when he goes, the boys were okay with it. I asked the guys. The coach <laughs> must have forgot I was from Charlotte. <laughs> like, talk about being in your own world, just low IQ in that situation. And then him describing it in front of his locker with like the shades on and the hood up was just so funny. Oh, He's awesome. like, he looked like a, it looked like a sketch from like SNL. That you couldn't even script. Like, yeah, let's have a player think he's a captain when he's not and mess up the coin toss and get suspended. Like, you wouldn't even write that as a script for comedy. And he just did it. Yeah. And if they win out, they they probably make the playoffs, right? It would be close. I don't they're know. Who a the tiebreakers. Yeah. We helped them out by being Minnesota. That game's huge on Sunday night. Huge. That's yeah, what Sunday so night football is. That's disgusting. Screwed himself. So now he's ducking JJ. Which is good for my fantasy team because he locked him up last year late in the year. So was, that was huge. That actually hurt Levi. Levi should be pissed at Jair Alexander more than Connor should be. <laughs> um, all right. Let's transition into a couple minutes. Spend some time here on the Rose Bowl. 
We did not end up having the full Michigan chat on. I thought about it. The I did. The granddaddy just, of them all. It's so chaotic. It'd be so chaotic if uh, multiple people joined. We've done those in the past where we had like six people in here, so and it's fun. just like impossible. So <laughs> we would have to like raise, raise your hand if you want to talk. Raise your hand if you want to talk. We'd have to do a raise our hand feature for sure to do it. Um, but Cody is in the Michigan chat. He's representing the chat, their thoughts. Um, the granddaddy of them all. Back on January 1st, prime slot for the playoff. Five o'clock. Before we talk about this, Grant, I am pissed that the outer <laughs> playoff game, Texas, my Texas Longhorns, uh, mm. kickoff's not until 8.45, so realistically the kickoff's not until like 9.05, 9.10. Um, mm-hmm. Especially for those people work. who work the next day. So pissed. It's, yeah, I'll be sleeping in Alex's apartment. The next morning. It's stupid. It's one of the things that's just oh, like. No, 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 <laughs> that's for the championship game. Yeah. yeah my bad, my bad. It's one of those things where, like, eventually when we get an actual commissioner of the sport, maybe they'll get some common sense and say, hey, you know, we play on Saturdays every single day of the year. It's our day. Saturdays are for college football. Maybe we'll end our season on that day or play the biggest games on that day. But for now, I guess not. We play on Mondays. Yeah. It's Friday night, Saturday night. Pretty sweet. Two oh, prime times. So good. Who I, I texted this somewhere, but someone was theorizing, I think on the Josh Pate show, that do um since it's all TV network driven, that since um the NFL is like the wild card games are on ESPN now, like they got into that. They do a wild card weekend where the first couple games are Saturday, uh NFL, like the one PM is uh NFL, and then that leads mm-hmm. you leads a national NFL audience into college football, helping grow the game as well. Because there's a lot of NFL people that don't like college football. You force them. It goes into the game. You're like, oh, I'll stick around and see like maybe some giraffe prospects. And then boom, you love college football. So Mm -hmm. easy. They just Do you lead it into a grant or do you split the difference? Have an NFL game at one, college game at four, then a primetime game at eight. You could do that. You could sandwich it. You could really get crazy. But mixing them together would be awesome. Yeah, I agree. As opposed to, I don't know what's on, you know, Monday. That's going to, you know, lead in. I guess it's all college football. It should be the... Yeah, the Rose Bowl game's fine. The Rose Bowl game's solid. 5 p.m. Rose Bowl's supposed to be on New Year's Day. Yeah. Let's start. What's the latest line? Are we still hanging at one and a half? I need to pull up. I haven't looked recently. I haven't looked in a while. I'm. I would be actually very surprised if Alabama's not a favorite by kickoff. I feel like a lot of late money will come in on them because people seeing, will just like. Yeah, you had the early money. Like, then oh. you had this lull time. So I was seeing something that it was Oops. one and a half, and the money kept coming in on Alabama, and it wasn't moving. The only time I've seen that happen was three years ago for the Michigan Ohio State game, when Valeni found that, and he was like, "Vegas knows something." That line is not moving and money keeps coming in <laughs> on Bama. Michigan still know something. one and a half point favorites. That's what I mean. You should, I think you can find out how, like, how much of the money is coming in for uh, what Alabama that. is plus money, though, on money line. So that's just saying, Cody, like, that's just basically Vegas doubling down on being confident in Michigan that they think they can do it. So they are trying to take people's Vegas is money not thinking the- that. Not in the losing money game. 
shooting their shot, I guess, until unless more comes in to flip it. But yeah, it definitely feels like they're just hanging that plus money. Like if I was unbiased, I would definitely hammer Alabama money line. 100%. Like if I was a, a just easy, like Nick Saban, never bet against Alabama, I can double my money. I would easily do that. So it is, they're really giving people a juicy stake with that. Yeah. And plus this is a question, but how much would you pay for Michigan to win that game? Because you know where I'm going with it. The emotional hedge. How much money would you actually be like, here's this money. I'm going to put it on Alabama. So that way, either way, I'm happy. <laughs> $200? Yeah. Throw it on Bama then. Okay, I might. <laughs> <laughs> then, if you, then if Michigan loses, you're not going into a deep, deep, dark hole. You're already starting your year off right on the betting show. Yeah. That's true. All right. I haven't done that strategy before. I know people have done it and they enjoy it, so I, I might do that. So, Grant, I want to ask you, have you watched any of the Bama games? Like, gone back and watched <laughs> any replays? Great question, Cody. Procrastinating. A little psycho of me. I'm a big, like, to-do list guy, or else mm-hmm. I forget things. I Holiday party was the night of the SEC championship game and the Big Ten championship game. Um, so I made a to-do list the next morning. I said, like, rewatch both those games. I haven't really watched much of the Michigan-Iowa game because I heard how crappy it was. And I just, I don't know if I was going to learn much from that because I could sense that Michigan was just trying to sur- survive and not get people hurt. People were banged up, whatever. I saw what I needed to see. Um, I did watch the first half of the Georgia-Alabama game. And I have seen Alabama in person when they played Auburn. Uh, and yeah. I saw, I was hungover because I got drunk during the day during the Alabama-Texas game. and I was multiple times said to the TV, their quarter, Alabama's quarterback cannot throw the football. He since has learned how to throw the football and they can win now. So those are the kind of games I've seen. But how about you? Have you watched more of them after the matchup? So Marty, since Marty's moved in as my roommate, we have YouTube TV and he, he records every single game. Alabama, Georgia, Texas, everybody. He, nice. All of the games are on my TV. And the next morning after every Michigan game, we we are psychos and we watch that instead of NFL Fox NFL Sunday. We watch oh, I love the that. game, and then so fast forward. Last yes or last night, we ended up cracking a bottle of bourbon and watching the Alabama Georgia game mm-hmm. to start off our trek towards the game. Mm-hmm. Tonight we're we're gonna watch one of them. And I don't know which one. So I kind of wanted to go like the most scary games first. It's like mm-hmm. Bama, Georgia. That was the best Bama team I've ever seen this year playing that game. Really? Next? Well, this year. That oh, was the best yeah, game okay. that they yeah, played yeah. this year. All right. I thought you were talking about like Saban's no, 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 teams no, no, in no, history. No, no, okay, no. I gotcha. I gotcha. No, I gotcha. No. This year, that was the best game they've, they've played. The next game, I'm probably going to go and watch like the LSU game or the Ole Miss game. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to be tonight. We're both off this whole week, so we're going to crack the bottle again. And Love it. Then as we get closer to the day, we're going to start doing like, okay, now let's watch the Texas game. Yeah. Now, now let's watch the Auburn game. <laughs> and see, like, watch the, watch the bad, like, performances by them. And see, like, get our hopes really down and then bring them back up. So that way we can watch Milrow. That's the he's. I did this again, and I said it already a couple times on the show. Michigan and the Lions are the same team. The Ravens are the 
Alabama. Alabama mm-hmm. is the Ravens. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is that quarterback. And it scares the crap out of me. That'd be bad for Michigan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me, but like, I still think on any given Sunday, anybody can win. Oh, yeah. 100%. So this game, I'm more con- I, I'm not confident yet, but I'm more confident in this game than I was Ohio State. So there's a lot. Really? Of, yeah. The only thing I the only thing that breaks my heart is Zinter going out. Consensus All American like that. That's a tearjerker for sure. But now we're yeah. I heard we're moving Barnhart inside um, to right guard, and then we're putting um, I don't know. There's a weird name. This is a monster junior at right tackle. Um, Trent Jones. I know. I think the other one. Um, it's like a weird name. Hinton? No. Henderson's left. I know. Um, Marty Marty lives in the MGO Blue blogs. Every morning he's listening, and it's on full blast out in the kitchen while he makes breakfast. Giovanni, like El Hadid? Yes, El Hadid. He's going to right tackle, I'm pretty sure. Well, I heard. Cody, I I like this. That would be crazy. That would be such a big pull for... uh, I'd cut that and be like, yeah, we knew he was starting. Because I don't know if he's started or played much at all this year. Well, I just saw that. Or Marty and I were talking about last night. Be, him, and, him and Jones were going back and forth. And you know there's those big packages that we play. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the first half of the SEC Challenger game? Evan, too, if you watched it. I, I've, so that's where I stopped. I didn't finish the second half. I didn't – and I know the game was tighter. Alabama didn't blow me away and i guess i was encouraged at how georgia was able to move the ball pretty easily especially early in the first half um but i don't i guess the second half will tell me the rest that i need to see of how they pulled it out but i, mean, I George didn't miss that field goal right before half i didn't come away from the first half being like oh alabama scares the life out of me i, I like more than i already thought like i already do respect them a lot i just maybe it was impressive how their guards were um, double teaming and like discarding Georgia linemen to the ground. That's always impressive, moving the big boys up front like that. So maybe that was a little bit um, intriguing. But I, part of me still thinks if Brock Bowers and McConkey aren't banged up in that game, that Georgia figures out a way to win. Which is, I mean, I'm sure their whole fan base feels that way too. So I think it was more like a second half, just. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, dog. Um, more of a second <laughs> half kind of like first half. Okay, people figuring out. Georgia goes down first drive, answers the call. I think just Alabama's like will and just basically just run the ball down your throat. A couple big plays here and there. Um, it's like the second half adjustments. I think both of the teams are similar. Where Michigan's kind of been like a second half team. They make better adjustments than most of the teams that they face. Um, I think those are that's like the head-on-head collision there. The first half, I think it's going to be slow, methodical. Okay, we have our game plan, game script, first quarter. I don't see a lot of going on. As long as Michigan doesn't give up a big play. But the second half, I feel like it's what are they doing well and who's going to adjust better and what's working. I think Michigan's done a really good job this year of where they have something going for them. They're not going to they're not going to come off the train tracks for it. They're running the ball down their throat. They're going to run the ball down their throat. We don't care how we win. We're just going to win the football game. Um, 
All right, we can't run the ball. They didn't really run the ball that well against Michigan State, but they still put up 49 points because you could have anything you want to your tight ends. So I think the biggest half, obviously, you have Nick Saban, who's the best college football coach of all time, versus a Michigan team that will not die no matter what you put present them. If you rewatch or if you remember from that game, a brick wall. if you rewatch a game for Alabama before the Michigan-Alabama game, watch their tackles. Very suspect. No. Oh, defense. I think we'll be able to run the ball up the middle. I don't think we'll be able to go outside very much, but I think we'll be able to run it up the middle a little bit. I concur with that. It's very encouraging. Our team speed, we're not getting to the outside on those boys. Mm -hmm. But I agree. They don't have, they're not built like the Georgia teams. They don't have Jordan Davis. They don't have Jalen Carter. Um, They don't have N'Kobe Dean. I think the weakest Mm -hmm. part of their defense is obviously they're linebackers. I'm not, they're inside linebackers. I'm not breaking news. One of the things I wanted to bring to the table, which is like speaks to the uphill battle of this is why you always have to be nervous as a Michigan fan and any big 10 team playing an SEC team is I was looking at um, a consensus big board for the NFL for next year. And it was kind of, it was a little disheartening. I know that depth of talent can win out over top end talent, but if you're talking about top end talent and in this game, it's on Alabama side. Um, just some names to know because I know I made the mistake when I watched Michigan play Georgia in 2021. I didn't give the Georgia individual players enough respect that I needed to give them until I saw them live and then I learned all their names like on the fly. I was like, these mm-hmm. guys are insane. So I'm getting better at like knowing the names. Um, so for Alabama, for for you Michigan fans out there, Dallas Turner, their edge rusher, he's projected top 10 pick in that range. Their cornerback, Kool-Aid McKinstry, great name, first of all. Um, he's a top 15 pick, awesome player. And then the offensive tackle, J.C. Latham, he's projected top 15. And then you have who some people think is better than Kool-Aid, their other cornerback, Terry and Arnold. He's in the 20s right now. He's, had, he's led the team in picks. And then the only other notable guy, um, Chris Braswell, is an edge rusher outside of opposite of Dallas Turner. Um, so their edges are strong. So you do see through reading through that, that their inside linebackers is where they're weakest in their defensive tackles. They don't have, um, who's the guy, who's one of the big guys. I'm sh- These trying to are think of their historic guys. that you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all to go this next year. And then they have, they have a safety who was a freshman All-American and people rave about him. I've been listening to some of their like beat reporters. He's, like a Minka Fitzpatrick, the fact that he started from day one as mm-hmm. a freshman at, um, I think his name's Caleb Downs. He's a baller. But you have the corners, the two NFL corners. You got two NFL edge rushers on the outside. So this goes to your point, Cody, that the, testing the outside of this defense is not where you're going to make a living. Um, and we've kind of known this, like seeing how Georgia has beat them. It's going to be up the middle, up the A-B gaps, and then using which, which I think it's a huge key that we've talked about with Alex when he gave his thoughts on it was the tight end, Loveland and Barner, and really Donovan Edwards as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a bunch of um, angle routes, Texas routes, but getting him involved against their safeties, um, against their inside linebackers, is how are you going to be able to move the ball if the run game isn't consistent? If the run game is consistent, where you can get four yards a pop, three point, even 3.7 yards a pop with how patient michigan is as long as your defense is playing well is enough to i think get this game to where you can win i just don't see i don't see much success 
throwing to the traditional wide receivers at Michigan. They couldn't, I, even, I they couldn't even throw it. against Iowa. They can't. Yeah. Our wide receivers can't get separation against those cornerbacks. There's no way they're getting separation against the, at Alabama unless there's a broken coverage. So, yes, Donovan Edwards out of the backfield. I don't want him touching the ball unless it's through the air. I mm-hmm. want Corum taking 30 snaps up the middle, and I want the JJ rollout like Jeter, and because I trust him in that. I trust him throwing against across his body to a tight end. That's it. That's our defense. Jim Harbaugh just has to be Jim Harbaugh. We talked about it last night. The flea flickers and stuff last last year. Hmm. Like that stuff needs to go away. Like there needs special. To be, yeah, the, the Philly special. Sorry, that's what it was. That shit needs to be gone. Sorry, kids. I show. do think I. No, you're fine. I guess I shouldn't be too harsh on. Uh, I said like no success. I could still see Roman Wilson having success on some of his dig routes over the middle, mm-hmm. but the only way you'd ever get uh, play like they did against TCU is if you ran a flea flicker or if you sucked them up enough on a play action post. And even then, I know he has top line speed. I just don't think that Alabama's defense is going to fall for it. I think they're too well coached. Um, you need Roman Wilson I just, to be Amara. Find a spot yeah. in the middle of the field. Just do it. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the hard part about Michigan's offense is I don't see any like explosive touchdowns. If they do get them, then we could be cooking with gas. But maybe Donovan Edwards is the only guy because Corum can't break one. None of the tight ends are going to score a touchdown off of it. Edwards truly is a five-star talent that if he's used well, he can be a difference maker in this game. But it's going to be a grind, I think, for Michigan to score points. And then that's where it gets scary, like you said, Cody. Bigger question for me is on the other side of the ball, when Alabama has it, does Michigan's defense legit enough to slow them down? Which I think they can be. I just, I'm not going to feel comfortable about it until I see it. I mean, our defense line is sweet still like mm-hmm. i think that's we'll helpful the pressure i just am so terrified barrett has to have the game of his life that's that's the way i see it because we're gonna create pressure but milro will run all over us if we don't have a linebacker that can key on him mm-hmm. so barrett has oh. to have the game of his life and or a nickelback this could be a center still game yeah, where you just make good tackles Colson, even I mean, Colson's more of a true inside linebacker, but whoever is faster, whoever can cover more ground, um, makes me feel a little bit better that I am I, I do respect Jermaine Burton, their receiver, and the one guy Bond, Isaiah Bonds, come on strong, had the catch against Auburn. They are really good receivers, so we'll not take it for granted. But I, at least makes me feel better that I know the secondary has seen a better wide receiver talent in Harrison Jr. So they shouldn't mm-hmm. be uh they shouldn't be overwhelmed per se, maybe by a little bit of speed and whatnot, but the actual matchup shouldn't scare them in the secondary. And like you said, the defensive line, that's a big, I mean, it, a lot of these games just come down to the trenches. So we'll just see, we'll know early if they can get how they're looking in the lines. Are we going to get the Alabama offensive line against Georgia? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to get the Alabama offensive line that's given up like three sacks per game the whole year? It's going to be a huge sign in the beginning so i have a question what this is for both you both of you guys what does the score have to be at halftime for michigan to have a chance not not no i'm saying like point difference like we have to be we have to be winning at half 
or do we have to be losing by a maximum of 10? Because if, right, if, if we're at like 13, 14 and a half, I'm starting to drink all the, all the bush lights that I have. <laughs> Not to be uh, like the know-it-all response guy, but are we getting the ball at half? Sure. Like out of half. Yeah, we get, we get ball at half. I would say 14 is the max. 10 is what I would feel better about. Down, down that much. Down Mine, that much. Mine's 10. And you have to, I have to know if, if we're down by 10 and we've looked like garbage. <laughs> but if we have looked like the Detroit Lions and we're down by 10 and we're like only getting bad breaks. Yeah, I think we can come back. That's one thing, though. I don't think we can afford bad breaks. Just depending like on how it, the game goes, because I think Milro like, could just cough up the ball. My my like, <laughs> I don't. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. Well, is that I'm still across the middle? <laughs> just closing my eyes, seeing Milro throwing at least two interceptions in this game is like how I'm picturing a path to victory, and then one of them's a pick six. Like I, I'm not trying to say like Michigan is the inferior team, but I think like the thing they need is some help and some mistakes because it is crazy as I think about the bigger picture. Michigan is the more seasoned team in this moment. It might end up being too bright for them again, but it shouldn't be on paper. They've been here multiple years in a row. This is the first for most of these Alabama players. It'll be the first time in, in the spotlight on the playoff stage. Their coach is going to have them more than ready for it. There's no doubt about that. But much like JJ made embarrassing blunders last year, can Milrow give us those this year? And if we make that, if JJ throws a pick six, then it's just like, pass me the bush light, like you said, Cody. Because then it's like, all right, it's just going to be rinse and repeat. If No, if it's if it's interceptions by JJ that is the downfall for our team, I'm skipping the bush light and going to bourbon immediately. <laughs> Um, I honestly think you guys want a lead at halftime, to be honest. Obviously, best case scenario, you guys are up 14, but I think you guys need to dictate the tempo and the speed of the game the entire time. I feel like the careless and like the oh shit play kind of happened in TCU just because of how many possessions there were in that game. TCU runs mm-hmm. fast. You guys are trying to catch up, so you guys aren't really running the ball that well or at much at all. But now, like, you theoretically on paper have the better run game, so you guys can dictate the tempo where it's a Big Ten buffet and the first half might be ugly, but it's right where Michigan needs it to be and not like an up up the field, down the field track meet for Milrose liking, where he can kind of do whatever he wants. You need the Are game in between you guys you guys need the game played in between the hashes and Alabama wants everything sideline to sideline. That's a great way to say it. Yeah, we're like, just condense it. Yes, you're faster than us. <laughs> um, the one thing I was thinking of too, what was it? What was I going to say? I thought it was a good point off of that. I think I lost it. I think Damn it's got to be low scoring. I think it's got to be like a 27-21, 27-24 game. Alabama's last six game have gone over. So, I still think our defense is solid. Like. But it's going to be if if we play the game Michigan's how we want to, to on cover offense. The spread it's it's last six bowl games. That is a good point that I had written down. Um, 
pretty much everything except for Jim Harbaugh's bowl prep that pertains to the history of this program, I'm throwing out the window because this team, I think, is different than any team I've seen for Michigan. There's just the leadership of the players surpasses anything I've seen. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in every case, except for and I have my own gripes with bowl games and how much they matter, but it is a fair storyline of Jim Harbaugh's awful record in them. I have seen, maybe it's just going to be a PR buzz. Maybe it's just the blue wall buzz, but I have been encouraged to see there's been multiple statements by both players and media members that they made, I don't know about significant, but they made tweaks to their bowl prep this year, the way they structured everything. They gave more time off to the players right away. Whereas you had junior Colson saying last year that he wasn't in like great shape. And he thought just cause they went too hard and too physical in the practices leading up to the TCU game. And allegedly they've lessened the load and everyone says they feel good again, could all just be coach speak player speak, and maybe we'll be duped again. But I at least like that we're hearing reports that they've tried changing things because something has been off with the way Harbaugh has approached bowl games. I mean, his teams were too talented and some of them were fluky. Yes. Like the Florida state comeback was insane and they've looked good in some games, but too good of a program to keep having that bad of a bowl record. So it is a real thing, and you know Saban's coming correct. He's got that thing figured out. It's not like his team's going to be like, oh, we weren't fresh. We weren't ready for the bowl game. They know how to peak I, at the right time and they're after being off for so long. And I think part of that, Cody, is to your point about all the tricky stuff. I think sometimes, um, I think JJ had said in a quote that he thought last year they overanalyzed and they kind of like became not themselves. They thought too much about what the specific matchups were, where it's like what Evan was saying is that you are – establish yourself of how you want to play football and you need to kind of stay on those tracks until you are butted off of it while at least relying that if you do have to deviate and get punched in the mouth, you're talented enough and composed enough to come up with a game plan that can at least keep you in the ball game. So hopefully that's more of an approach we see. I don't need them to overthink the wheel. I need them to see it. Just go head to head with Alabama and see what you can do. Still have your gadget plays that you think are good in spots. It really is going to be a test to me of Sharon Moore. If he's able to get this offense to look competent and have a good game, like we come out of this game saying, wow, Michigan's offense played well, that will cement him to easily be the next head coach of this program in my mind, because this is the toughest test that I think he will face in his entire, you know, potentially life as an offensive coordinator at Michigan, going up against a Nick Saban defense with a month prep in the Rose Bowl as a playoff game. I mean, it doesn't get more just like, what's your plan versus what's his plan. And obviously the players have to make the plays, but you're going to know early on if he can adjust to it and he can handle it. Mm -hmm. Question for you guys. Would this be, I didn't know the right phrase. Would this be the best win ever? Most impressive win ever in modern Michigan football history? No. No. I, are we thinking of the same one? I think we might be thinking of the only one that can compete with it. Yeah, this year, Ohio State. It's oh, this year? I was going to go at Ohio State last no. year. I think it's this year. There's so much on the line for that game. Hmm. There's so much That's on the true. line. Like, That's more, true. The, the outside narratives. That's the true. outside narratives. The Yeah, 
the collapse of the Pac-12 coming into the Big Ten is the last time that game will be the game because they both can make the playoff after that game now. Yeah. So maybe not to try to get you to come into my answer here, but saying most satisfying win was that, would this be more impressive of a win considering the opponent? Yeah, so the Ohio State at Ohio State was the most impressive for me okay. because of the breakouts and yeah. Just because going into Ohio State, I, I predicted them on the show to win, but I, deep down in my gut, I thought for sure they were losing to CJ Stroud at the horseshoe. For yeah. sure it did mm-hmm. because of how talented that team was. Um, yeah, that was probably This most would definitely time. be, this would be the most impressive yeah. that I've seen because I still call it the Georgia effect, what they did to us. I just, maybe I was naive because my team hadn't faced them. Evan, you would have mm-hmm. known more than us because you faced Alabama in the playoff. I didn't, view the gap between the SEC and the Big Ten that widely until I watched Georgia just manhandle us on a football field. And I was like, oh, this is a different league. So the stakes are so high because Mm -hmm. if they're able to compete and I think they can beat them and they do beat them, then it squashes that narrative. But I'm telling you this, if if Alabama just tosses us around, and maybe it's not as big of a score as it was Georgia, but maybe it's still embarrassing. Like maybe it's maybe it's 17, 21 points, and it doesn't really feel close. I'm going to be pretty dejected about thinking that Michigan can never win a title, like in the modern way the SEC is set up, because I'm just never going to think we have the hosses to do it. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is it. <laughs> an SEC game in, the, in a CFP game, playing in SEC school, if we beat them, I mean, that would be the most satisfying. I'll give you that. That'd be my most just, satisfying game. It just doesn't happen like, holy lot. crap, we're going to the national title to play Texas. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you get the two biggest fan bases in the country playing each other for the national title game. In Houston. Wild. <laughs> in their backyard. In their backyard. And it's a three-hour drive or so, I think. I don't know. I just – I still – I do. I have those nightmares of the Georgia game. I'm trying to convince myself that everything's good. I'm going to go in uh, – you can know by – when that stealth bomber flies over my head, I'm going to have goosebumps thinking, holy shit, we're Ooh. about to win the Rose Bowl. <laughs> We're about to win. We might score 75 yards on the first play, but if it's post-game and they tallywhack us, I'm going to be like, yeah, this, we're never winning the title. I will have that thought mm-hmm. that Big Cat has said about Wisconsin football, like they'll never win a title. I will have that thought in my head that it just will never happen if, it, if they can't at least like go to the fourth quarter with this team. That's mm-hmm. how I should phrase it. If they can get into the fourth quarter, we're eight minutes left. It's a sweat. All right, we could win a title. I knew last year if they beat TCU, they're still getting stomped by Georgia. I'm, I'm not stupid. I know they weren't going to – maybe it would be closer. It would be closer than TCU, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much. But this, this is, is a big, big implication. This implications. is the like, best chances we've had by Easily. far. Ever. Just because yeah. of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play alone. Defense, we've always had a solid defense. Yeah, they've gotten taken advantage of when you get put in front of an SEC school, but like – this year's SEC schools aren't previous year SEC schools. I think we're more evenly matched with anybody in the country right now. That's a good point, too, because I've been trying to listen to more of the SEC perspective, and they've all said, while this Alabama is an awesome coaching job, it's not like the dominant, dominant Saban teams. There's still obviously flaws, as we've mm-hmm. seen. They actually lost to Texas. They were a Hail Mary from losing to Auburn. If It's the windows now. Yeah. And if it's not now... It's never, Evan. We're doomed to eternal 
uh, blue yep. balls if it's not now. <laughs> yep. Um, I think this would probably be for Michigan. This would be the most. Uh, I don't want to say it. Not satisfying. I would say impressive win, just because of everything it has. Um, like we just talked about, SEC bowl game, and it kind of gets that monkey off the back. You've already gotten the monkey off your back with Ohio State. It's over. Okay, you've done it what three years in a row now. Now it's national t- championship playoff win. All that stuff that Harbaugh and the Michigan program doesn't have. So I think it would be the most impressive. Especially, it's not like you're facing TCU. You're not playing Florida State. You're not playing Oregon or Washington. You're playing, like we talked about earlier, the dynasty of college football of our childhood of growing, us growing up. Mm-hmm. You're playing the kings of college football. I think it would be the most impressive. Just if you take them out. Even, no matter regardless of where they're at, standpoint of their team, how good, how bad, who's on their team, Nick Saban's still coaching them. They still have the Alabama logo. They're still going to wear crimson and white. It's time for our Clemson dynasty. Well, if we win it, Harbaugh goes to the NFL, and then we, we, we fall mouth. flat. But we have that moment, Cody. <laughs> we have that moment. <laughs> Give me that Clemson win over Bama. Now, <laughs> um, all right. I think we should do predictions. I think we should predict it and then get to our New Year's resolutions. Um, Evan, would you like to start? Uh, just this game or all the players? Are we doing Lions and Michigan? Um, just let's do let's do just the college football playoff. Okay, let's do okay. So do Washington Texas first. I I we did get deep in the weeds there that I didn't even really consider the other game. But yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on Washington, Texas, and your prediction? I think both of the teams are see the flash and the big uh, the big playmakers, but I think it's going to come down to the big sexies up front. Washington manhandled Oregon. Texas has manhandled a couple of their opponents. And Texas' defensive line is extremely underrated. I know they have NFL prospects there. I do like Texas in the game. Um, Shark is a Stark, however you want to say it. It's been there before. So... Penix is better than yours, but I think overall Texas has more talent. I do like Texas in a close one. They're a little bit more high scoring, though. I like them like 35, 29, 30, 35, 30. If we yeah, can all like stay it. up for it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Cody? I got Texas 38, Washington 34. Close. Mm. Sounds like a classic. Um, I like Washington, not to play devil's advocate, not to be the Texas hater. I would love to see you guys have cowboy hats and cowboy boots. Oh, but yeah. I've just – I and they probably will lose now because I've been off on them all year, questioning them, saying Oregon was better, telling Alex, like, hey, they're just – they're like TCU last year. They're just surviving. They're surviving. What did TCU do? They won the game somehow in the semis. So I think Washington's passing attack – will give Texas a lot of fits. I think it'll be an awesome, awesome track meet of a game. I'll go the hot, I'll go 41-38, which would go well over the over-under. 79 points would be awesome. So good. So hopefully we get a game like that. Um, now to the Rose Bowl. Evan, you start us here. I think you guys brought up a lot of good points, but I think it just comes down to experience in one area only and i see that on the sideline um 
Milrow hasn't really done anything to convince me otherwise in big games besides takeover games with his legs. But I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to come down to last possession either way. But I do like Alabama just because of Milrow's running ability. Um, I would say 24-21 Alabama. Mm. I'm just getting nervous thinking about that. Last possession either way. <laughs> Makes me. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little butt fucker right now. Never hurt nobody. <laughs> Cody? I have the score 28-27. Oh. <laughs> Michigan still does not cover the spread, but they still win by one. But they win by one. I like it. I like it. Get your beds in now before the line moves. I guess if it goes the other way, then you're fine. Um, this is what I like. I, I went a little more specific, too, because I've been just, like I said, I've been having some dreams. Not actual dreams, but just daydreams of thinking how this game's going to play out. I see this as a Michigan win, 24-17. to 17, And I like Edwards to score a touchdown, a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown from J.J. McCarthy. Donovan Edwards catches a touchdown. Mike Sanner still, you already know, the pick six is happening. I see it. It's his moment. He's going to cement himself with whatever I said the other week, that he was a top 10 Michigan defensive player. Cements it. As a <laughs> Michigan legend. <laughs> legend. And then... I was thinking about Colston Loveland as the third, but it'd be too too not right to not say that Corum gets a goal line touchdown. So Corum will have one, and then we get a field goal from Turner. Is that the O for Orgy? Are you throwing up the O for Orgy? Teaser. Oh, that would be something. I guess we should say, we, we said it last week with Alex, JJ and Orgy, if they play him, they have to run the ball. Our quarterback, I was looking through JJ's game logs, he hasn't eclipsed like 50 yards much in a games like running. We're going to need that. We're going to need him mm-hmm. if he's going to get hurt. If he's going to be banged up for the title game, get banged up for the title game because it's all hands on deck. And we saw Peyton Thorne, the run against Georgia. He also carved up Alabama on the ground. Um, so we're going to need that. But yeah, three touchdowns, a field goal, 24-17 is how I hope and pray it to be. So... It's going to be an absolute sweat. And we'll see what happens. You might get really depressed, Grant. You might get um, like sad, but hats off to Alabama, hats off to the Michigan team, Grant, if it's like really close. Or you might get a stack, ecstatic Grant that wow, they actually won. Comes or, in here stunned, with blueberry vodka or stunned Grant. Blue Gatorade. If, if they win by like 14 points, stunned. Like I'd be happy, but I'd still be stunned. I'd be like thinking, how did that happen? Or you'll get depressed. If it's the other way around. <laughs> um, all right. To wrap up, spend five, five, ten minutes on this. Your resolutions for the year, a classic segment that we like to do. Um, I, I usually forget mine after we do these, and I don't remember what I did the year before. I know in the past I've said like to enjoy every moment. That's the one I always think back to when it comes to sports. Like savor even Dude, I remember, the wins. I remember mine from last year, Grant. You do? Yeah, I did. I failed. <laughs> I failed one of them. I think I succeeded the other one. I should go listen. What were they? Mine was I was going to read more, like educational for my job and coaching. Clearly did not happen. <laughs> I got off to a hot start, I think, February, January, February, March last year. Got off to a hot start. I went downhill after that. And I said I was going to watch more sports. 
last year. Mm. And I'm definitely, I don't know if I watched more than the previous year, but it felt like I did. Hell yeah. So 50%, I'll take it. Um, all right, we'll snake it back the way we did it from the predictions. I'll start, then Cody, then you, Evan. We'll do sports first. Um, no, let's do personal first. This is a sports podcast. We'll do sports for, or personal first. Personal, I started this a little bit last week to try to grease the wheel. I want to, to create more time in my evenings. I'd like to start going to the gym in the morning before work. We're talking a 5.30 wake up, get to the gym, 5.45, 6. We'll see how it goes. I did it three times in one week. It's just, it's got to be disciplined about going to bed. I'm going to become a 10 p.m. bed guy, which there's nothing wrong with that. I just have to do that because I'm not one of those people that can like skate by on six hours, multiple days in a row. I will crash. I have to have seven and a half hours around there. So Evan, I know you get up super early. Cody, I'm not sure you're, I know you've always gotten up decently early. Is there any tips, any tricks of just grinding through those early morning hours? I go to bed at like, I'm at least laying in bed by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. All right. There's a lot of mornings on my phone. There's a lot of there were a lot of evenings I do the same way. I'm in bed early, and I feel bad. I was like, God, everybody else is still awake. But I was like, I don't care. They just go to bed. You're not doing anything. Just go lay down. Go go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest trick is I just get pissed at myself every morning. Like that alarm goes off, I have to like, like snap out of bed like so fast that you almost get like lightheaded. Just get up and go. Because you lay around, you just get like all mopey and even more tired. Like get up, get in the shower, start your day. Yeah, I have to keep my phone out of the bedroom. That helps me do this whole thing. You have your um, old fashioned alarm clock. I have an old. I've always been kind of a psychopath. I have to have two alarms set on like different devices. So I have the old fashioned on my dresser. So that gets me up, and then I set like the the uh, iPhone that's in the living room like five minutes after that. So it just kind of like, and it also helps to Cody's point where if I leave it on the table. I get ready for bed. I know I'm not looking at it before I go to bed because that's how I get trapped too. You know, you sit there, you look at the blue light in your face. Yeah. You're like scrolling through Twitter. Don't need to be. If I just leave it out there, I can get in bed. I can fall asleep. And then do it gets a reason to get Do you watch TV up. in bed at all, ever? Uh, only if there's like a late night football game. But I'm pretty good about only doing that in the living room. So I, I've started. Other shows. I, I watch shows in my bed. And I've started making like putting a timer on immediately. Mm. Um, as soon as I get in bed, I put like an hour and a half timer, so that way I can go to sleep, and then I know my TV's turning off in an hour and a half. And nice, I like falling asleep to sound, anyways. So that's kind of how I do it. Tips and tricks, people write them down. Um, so I'm my my turn. Mm-hmm. So personal, uh, my personal is going to be very professional. Um, this year, I accomplished my master's degree. And I've taken the last uh, about two months off of furthering my education. But this next year, I'm committing to getting my licenses and my designations that I want and possibly going back for another master's uh, later in the year. Oh, so let's go. This is like Cody. Yeah. So this year is going to be a big professional year for me. Passing tests. Correct. Studying passing tests. Never been a te- or a test person, um, but yeah. So studying is going to have to be a real thing because I've never been a study person. And that's why I'm not a <laughs> test person. <laughs> right, right. 
All right. I like it. Evan? Uh, my personal, as this list keeps on growing every month, every week, every day, I'm trying to commit to myself to eliminate or get 75 to 85% of my must-watch list checked off <laughs> or finished. Oh, wow. I'm not going to go the full 100% because I think it's unattainable and I would give up. So I'm going to say like a solid C average, like 75% to 85%, you know, just start cutting them out. So you're watching less sports this year. You have I, I might be watching no. less sports. Or my recap. spring and summertime, cram, cram, cram. Like a lot of them are movies yeah. and I just like hate myself. I'm like, oh, like, but I have like three, two and a half, three hours here and there that like, Hey, you can get one of these movies out of the way. Like, do it. The minute football season ends, Super Bowl done, you just have to watch Michigan State basketball. Any night, not Michigan State basketball, it's pretty much not going to Just do list. it. But the Correct. Red Wings are on now. Red Correct. Are I am so addicted. Yeah, right? yeah, I love yeah. college basketball so much that every week yeah. there's college basketball on. I always watch whatever the best game is that night. Yeah. I just hmm. enjoy basketball. It's like college football. You enjoy the best college football games. College basketball. Yeah. But yes, Grant, I will be watching less sports this year. Sad. But the list, that'll be big. Alex will love to hear that. If it happens. happens. Sports one for me. This is something that I've never thought I could do. I've done it a little bit, uh, but I need to get better at it, get a routine for it. Uh, Long story short, it is becoming a watch the game on recording guy. Not for everything. Not for like the big games because that's too hard to do, but um, maybe it's a Lions against a weaker opponent. Maybe it's um, a Butler basketball game one night that just gets recorded. And then I watch it either when I get up early in the morning or I watch it um, right when I get home from work before Marissa gets home because there's about like a two hour gap there. Um, Sometimes we're like, it's harder. You get a roommate. You know, you do more, you're doing more things on the weekends. It's like, I, I want to live. I don't want to be strapped to like watching the whole thing, but I do like to see those moments. So the hardest part is like blocking out, knowing what the score is, if you're going to be watching it, you know, that day, but we'll see. I don't sound super confident and I know that, but I think I can do it. I've done it to some games. I might just have to get over the fact of, Hey, I know what the score is, but at least I want to see how it happened. So, and you can watch them on like 1.25 speed with YouTube, mm-hmm. maybe 1.5 speed, skip through commercials. It's a more efficient way to watch sports sometimes. But the big games, that's a live viewing because I love the chats. I love seeing what's going on. So, long story short. Do you, do you rewatch any of your Prem games or anything? I do YouTube highlights for those. So, those I'll YouTube, do like, like CBS highlights or whatever they're called, the like 10 minute version, I watch. Mm-hmm. All the different teams in the league, like see what's going on. Sunday mornings when like there's not a game that I really want to watch. Like yeah, the mornings on the weekends when you don't want to watch NFL spot like Fox Sports or Fox NFL countdown or whatever. I don't like doing that anymore. But I watch smart. I like that. I could do less preview shows. Yep. More recaps of games. Yep. Cody, your sports one. So my sports one's going to be it's. It's kind of like a reverse resolution. Um, okay. It's been two years since I've done this. And no, for no reason other than I was just a degenerate. 
I'm coming back to the sports betting world. That's, that's <laughs> that was my, the teaser. That's my New Year's resolution is I'm going to start using units like Grant. Starting off $5 units and only betting $5 units. Welcome. I'm not going to go it's back to you. blackjack tables. It's missed you. Like, like <laughs> Evan has really found it again. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the blackjack tables were the reason that I stopped because I was way too impatient to keep betting on games and watching till the end to see if it came to fruition. So I'm not going to be doing blackjack, but I'm only doing sports betting. So I'm coming back. That's my New Year's resolution. I like it. I like the units. That's the responsible way to do it. Still stay leery of parlays. Maybe like a two-legger if you feel good about Mm -hmm. something. But parlays are donations to casinos. Unless you hit one. Those are fun. But (laughs) more often than not, they're donations to casinos. That one that was going viral about that guy betting five to win 500,000, I feel like that was fake. All the touchdowns of like the running backs. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick if it really happened. But that's like once in 40 years. So yeah. I like it. Welcome back, as Evan said. Thank you. Uh, they need to make like the blackjack button farther away from the sportsbook button or maybe like do a parental setting where you like you can't touch it or something. I don't know. They need to like make it harder to access. Evan, your sports one. My sports one. I thought about this all day today a little bit and so i'm gonna try to say i want to attend more sporting events but not like my typical sporting events i want to broaden my live sporting events that i've gone to and try different sports i should say dabble my toes in something else like we have a lot of great venues around us um and sports in our area that I don't think a lot of people go to. And I think as a sports fan and a person that talks sports once a week, I think it would be all right or interesting to go watch. Like we go and ruin our lives every weekend, every summer um, at a NASCAR venue at a, at the MIS, but I've never watched a car do a single lap around that track. Maybe Mm. try that. Um, go to whole, more hockey events. I know I've been to Michigan State and the Red Wings, but there's other great hockey in the area. Um, I would also like to see more college wrestling. I've been to a college wrestling meet with Cody. Um, sold out. It was absolutely unbelievable to watch. Super fun to watch. I th- live of sports are great to watch, and I think I just need to go see more of them. Big Ten Championship last year was so cool to go to. Even though you don't have go to. If you want to watch a cool venue, go watch Michigan. You don't have to be a Michigan fan. Go watch Michigan wrestle Ohio State at Michigan. Yeah, it's like one just of the good, coolest a good things. Sporting like, event. Like, there's nothing wrong with just going and watch. You don't have a cheering interest. But I think I'm so stuck up on mm-hmm. diehard green and white team. Like, yeah. Yep. It's okay to go so, watch something else. Let's go to an Adrian College hockey game. Say I'm down. That's a lot of fun. We can go like the wall here up top local. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. March Madness in uh, Detroit this year. In Detroit. I, I, I was one. screaming at, like, Michigan State's now not going to make it. We suck. Michigan State's not going to be hosting there. I was like, hey, go watch. Go watch a good basketball game. Like, Dayton's not even that far of a drive, and we've never been to a first four game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
dude, watching college volleyball is crazy too. Like I do mm. that. We I just watched the uh, Texas intense. versus uh, what was it, Nebraska? The national title game. Yeah, I watched that. It was a letdown because Nebraska lost, but yeah. You have a layup too. Evan NFL draft coming to Detroit as well. Yeah, not necessarily. It's an event. It's, it's an a event. event. It's a, so yeah, it's definitely a sporting event in April. Yes, I'll be there. Well, like I've been, <laughs> Cody and I've also been to like a, a golf event in Detroit, the Rock and Mortgage. That was probably three, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but year LPGA puts on a great event down in Toledo. So there's like a lot of sporting events around us. I think you just need to broaden my Grand Rapids Griffins. Yeah. Oh, I thought you went the local route too because it can be overwhelming. Like after I came back from the Iron Bowl, I was like, oh, we got to do a boys trip to an SEC game every year. <laughs> That's setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> I like that you've gone local, ease yourself like, in. There's easier stuff around us that like we just don't, we just take advantage of or we just like, oh, whatever. But there's stuff right next in front year, of us yeah. that we could do. Next year, I'm going to Soldier Field or Green Bay. I'm I'm going to try and mm. make it to one Lions game away because that was just a different experience and it wasn't that bad of a trip, like money wise. Like you can go to Soldier Field or Green Bay or like Cleveland. Like, yeah, Cleveland. Be cool. we'll, we'll be playing Cleveland next year. There's a chance. I think we play the AFC North. We did play in the. Or do we just play Steelers? I can off topic. Yeah, there's a lot of good games. I like it. Good resolutions. If anyone's listening and wants to share those with us to be an accountability partner, feel free. We'll see it. We'll hold you accountable. Um, sorry, Dr. Ken on Twitter. We're going to get to your question next week or the week after. We're not talking about the business tonight. <laughs> um, I think we made it a good two hours here. So we'll wrap things up. Um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, anywhere. You can find us, um, subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. Twitter at ShoutOutMS, interact there, submit your questions. Oh, um, if you've made it this far, hype video, status update. Oh. Got a good chunk of it done. Um, and I had said, I told Those someone. Two numbers. I know Cody asked. I think I'd, I said to someone irresponsibly that I wasn't going to do it unless they made the title game. And then like last week I had a little bit of time to myself and I was like, I mean, Alabama at the Rose bowl, I found a song I liked Ooh. and I was like, I have to do it. I just have to, That's do half it. The battle. I have to finding do the it. right song is half the battle. It's literally half the battle. The rest of it's kind of, easy. It, it was a grind and I made like a pivot. Um, it's not really spoilers, but I found a cool, like run this town remix with Rihanna and I thought I was dead set on that and then I remembered I had seen like a TikTok of Ooh. that one that was really popular like last year the superheroes and uh, villains by Metro Boomin they use it that um it's it's it was famous in that show like the boys like the villains giving that speech about like you need me and it's like the oh in the background of mm-hmm. uh like it's whatever heroes and villains whatever so I found that so and I was like TikTok, mm. okay. I could I could do this song. So I have about the first like 35, 40 minutes are set. And then I got to do the, I'm probably going to make a minute and a half or two minutes. I got to do the end. But we'll say I'll to say that ETA, I wanted to get it out like either today or Thursday. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen Friday. I have uh, some time to edit Friday. So I think I should be able to get it out Saturday. Still gives us two days into the game. 
might see a little bit of dip in numbers because it's on the weekend, but we'll send it to the right accounts, try to get it uh, retweeted and see where it goes. It's crazy. The I, I joke that it's like giving like um, raw meat to a pack of wolves or whatever, because I posted like a four second teaser of it. It got like 300 likes. Like people were just like frothing at the mouth. Your like, Aiden like, Hutchinson tweet freaking last time I checked was that like 570. <laughs> I was like, this the is... The blue wall Detroit Lions intersection. I put my phone absurd. on airplane mode the other night because it would not stop ringing. I was like, what? well, okay. I was like, first of all, what a grand tweet. And then I saw Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> so I did back myself into a corner with the hype video. I actually have to make it now because I promised the people. So it'll be done. It just won't be done like tomorrow. It'll be done Saturday probably. Um, yeah. All right. So everyone enjoy their new year. Be everyone be safe as well. See you next year. Um, thanks for having me on. If you need it. Well, thank you, Cody. Thank you. We Four can't time. all be in St. Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> we all can't be in St. Lucia. <laughs> I, I hope it's raining. <laughs> I cannot wait to uh Here's some of his recaps. We might have, to have, um, two, we might have, to have two episodes drop that week. One is just in a whole like Alex recap, and the other one's actually what we are supposed to talk about. Yeah. Show us your thirst traps. Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just going to come back and right. be like, yeah, it was all right. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that yeah, was about it. Uh, hey, I'm back at work. Went, went to St. Lucia. It was all right. Good food. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Cheers to 147. Cheers.